Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Road of Shadows Created by Mark R. Healy A Beyond the Dark production Season 1 Episode 10 Nowhere Left to Go Sorry, Pete, but this is an emergency. Inside the office of Pete's tree service, everything is dark and quiet. I hit the flashlight and sweep the beam across the room. First the locker, then the filing cabinet, then the desk. Where is it? There you are. The safe. Reynolds told me there was a gun inside, and that's exactly what I need right now. Some firepower. Okay, combination. What the hell combination would you use, Pete? Uh... Come on, you must have something with your birthday on it here, or... Shit. A hunting knife. That's something, at least. I turned the blade over in my hands. It's thick and solid. A weapon like this isn't going to help when I storm the police station, not when I'm up against handguns. But maybe I could use it for something else. Let's take a look here. The safe doesn't look particularly robust, so it might be possible to lever it open with the knife, if I can get it at the right angle. Worth a shot. Ah, shit! Ah, my hand... God damn it! That was smart. I take the bandana out of my pocket and wrap it around my hand as tightly as I can. Blood continues to trickle through when I'm finished. Sorry, Dad. Shouldn't be using your bandana to patch up a cut, but there's nothing else here. Come on, there has to be something! Let's see what's in the locker.
you've reached Pete's Tree Service. No job too big, no job too small. Just leave a message after the beep and we'll get right back to you. Daniel. You're there, aren't you? Alone in the dark and wondering if you should pick up. I can sense you. You should pick up, Daniel. Pete? There you are. I thought so. Is everything okay? Yeah, fine. I just came back because I... I think I left something behind. You don't have a key to the office, Daniel. It was unlocked. Really? That's strange. A guy like me doesn't normally make those kinds of mistakes, do I? Uh, where are you, Pete? I'm at home. Where else would I be? I really should be... Running off? But where are you gonna run to? There's nowhere left to go. Pete, I don't know what's going on, but... If you want to ask me a question, this might be a good time to do it. Go ahead. I'm listening. Uh... Relax. We're just a couple of friends talking here. I just opened your locker and saw a jacket there. There's something printed on the sleeve. PD Fishing Supplies. Do you know what PD is? Of course I know what that is, Daniel. It's my name. Davis, at your service. You have another business? The fishing supplies? That was decades ago. See, I need to keep reinventing myself every so often for, well, I have my reasons. But I've always loved that jacket. I still wear it now and again, when the mood strikes me. Pete, it doesn't have to play out like this. I think we need a chat, Daniel, don't you? But not like this. I'm thinking somewhere more... intimate. Face to face. Why don't you drop in here at the lake house? Amber finally accepted my invitation to check it out. She's here now. Snug as a bug in a rug. You piece of shit! Come on, kid. We're friends, remember? Don't be like that. We're not friends. Well... Even if that's the case, it doesn't mean we have to be uncivil. Let's talk about this, straighten things out. We can do that, can we? Yeah, we can do that. Don't waste time now, will you? Lakeview Drive. Oh, and come along. I'd like this to remain an intimate affair. You know how to be discreet, don't you? Yes. Good. Because if you so much as lift that phone to call for help, or, I don't know, stop at the police station along the way, it's going to end very badly for her. Catch my drift? Come on, there's gotta be something. The axe. Not exactly a gun, but I guess it's better than nothing.
cold moonlight glints on the lake, silhouetting the cabin. But around me nothing else moves. It's like the wilderness itself has turned unnaturally silent. As I walk, the scent of burning becomes so powerful that I can barely breathe. The pain in my leg flares again, worse than last time, and it's a struggle just to make the final few steps to the door. Daniel, glad you could join us. No, Daniel, you shouldn't be here. It's okay, Amber. I've got this. Yeah, look. He brought an axe. That means he's serious. Get out while you still can. Sit down and shut up. Ah! Take your hands off her. You're not the one calling the shots here, my friend, in case you hadn't figured that out already. What did you do to her? Amber, your shoulder. We've been having some fun before you got here. That's all. She's fine. We should kill him. Now! Ugh. Shit. What the hell? Ugh. Where are my manners? I forgot to introduce my guests. I believe you met Dr. Schilling in the tunnel outside the police station the other night. Consider this a formal introduction. <laughs> And this is Selina, Argyle, and Ursula. All acquaintances of mine who are new arrivals in town. My guests, I suppose you could say. What? There's five of you? Well, it's a special occasion after all. How many years since this many of us have been in one place, Schilling? Must be close to a hundred. Stop screwing around, Peter! Complete the ritual! Patience. All of you stop talking! I've heard enough! Dr. Schilling, always the impulsive one. Nothing has changed there. That's why he jumped you in the tunnel. He tried to take things into his own hands and speed up the schedule. Luckily, I was able to talk him out of it as you made your escape. You almost ripped my face off, Peter. That's because you need to learn your place! This is my territory, my domain! And I am the one who makes the decisions, not you. Then make it! Kill him! There's no need for violence. We're just here to talk. How is this possible? How can you all be in the same place at once? I don't like his voice. We should rip his tongue out. You've been studying us, haven't you, Daniel? Learning our behaviors. Not that it's done you much good in the end. You hate each other. I can hear it in your voices. Hate is a strong word, but it's true that this kind of gathering is not the way we prefer to do things. In this case, we made an exception. These are extraordinary circumstances, after all. What does that mean? We've been watching you for a long time, Daniel. Keeping a close eye on your every move, actually. We've seen you drifting among us from town to town, always staying just out of reach. And now it's time for all that to end. 
We planned for Colton to be the final stop on your journey, and you fell right into the trap. Trap? I've been pulling the strings the minute you walked into town, haven't you noticed? It was me who has guided your every step, and all of it was designed so that you and the five of us would all be together at this very moment. In this very spot. Bullshit. <laughs> you don't believe me. Hmm. How about this? I was the one who paid Freddie Dillinger to take that crowbar to your motorcycle the first night you arrived. You thought it was just a drunken rampage, maybe. No, far from it. Without your precious wheels, I knew you wouldn't be leaving Colton quite so easily. You paid him to do that? It's amazing what an idiot will do for a hundred bucks, isn't it? Of course, with your motorcycle needing repairs, you'd have to find some way to pay for that. So, I went and spread the word around town that I was looking for workers, even though I didn't need them. And you landed right in my lap. Why would you do that? Keep your enemies close, as they say. I wanted to get a good look at you, talk to you, learn a bit about you, probe for any weaknesses. And I found one right here, this little friend of yours. I could see a bond forming between you, but I still had to test it. That's why he showed up at Misty Pines that night and shut off the lights. He wanted to see if you'd come help me. And he did, didn't he? He came running as fast as he could. That was when I knew I had the perfect bait. And it was you who ransacked the room? When he mentioned you'd been reading the book, the um, one in Spanish, I decided I should take a look myself to see how much it revealed about us. <laughs> I had no idea that Simpkins kept anything like that in his collection. I really have become complacent these last few years. Enough mistakes, you're wasting time! This is unnecessary! Shut up, Schilling! You don't know what you're talking about. Argyle, stay out of this! Be quiet, all of you! Hey, Pete. I don't think these other shadows respect you at all. Ugh, don't use such vulgar words to describe us, Daniel. We are the Vespirine, an ancient and noble species. Fuck you! I'll call you whatever I want. Now, let Amber go. There's no need for violence. We just want to talk to you, to learn about you. You're different, intriguing. Come, sit down. That's all we ask. D don't do it, Daniel. I heard them talking. They just want to strap you into the chair and- ah! You really need to learn to watch your mouth. Get your hands off her! Just like your sister, aren't you? She had a big mouth, too. You piece of shit. Your family should be honored, Amber. Jenny was... Oh, exquisite. Consuming an offering like that is enough to sustain me for months. Do you have any more sisters by any chance? <laughs> I said get off her! Or you what? Swing that big scary axe at me? Didn't you learn anything from all those books, Danny boy? We can't be hurt by you. So you just want to talk, huh? And then you let us go? That's right. Did you make that promise to Fraser before you slit his throat? 
Fraser was human garbage, and he should have kept his mouth shut about what he saw. He got what he deserved. If I wasn't so repulsed by his very presence, I'd have killed him long before this. Fraser was another loose end, wasn't he, Peter? You left more than your fair share of those around, Colton. You've been sloppy. You've endangered us all. And what about you, Schelling? You had Daniel at your mercy in Clifford Springs and let him go. I'm the one who is finally bringing this to an end. Wait a second. I know you. All of you. You were a, a teacher at Appleton. <laughs> and I still am. A true role model to all of those wonderful children. And you were a firefighter at the next town, uh... As I said, we've been following your progress, Daniel. You're... unique. And we just want to learn some more about you. There's no time for this! He has a cloth! We should end this! For example... You said outside the police station that you smelled something? Is that how you know us? Is that why you're so good at finding us? Come, sit, we should talk. What's the matter? Something wrong? I cut my hand, I- Daniel, something is happening, look, look down. It's my dad's bandana. It's covered in glowing spots. Oh, Peter, I told you. Every single one of you could have killed me when I was in your town. You had the opportunity, but you didn't. Chilling, stay back from him. And now you've gathered five of you at once. You didn't want to confront me alone. Why? Daniel. It's because you're afraid of me. You're fucking afraid of me! We waited too long! I told you! Selena! Don't touch him! <laughs> Selena! No! He turned her to dust! Argyle, get back! No! Schilling, he's making a run for it! Looks like it's just you and us, Pete. Stay back, Daniel, or I'll snap her neck. I don't think you're in a position to bargain anymore, boss. Really? Because I still have one more card left to play, so you better stop where you are. You look pale, Pete. You look weak. I'm strong enough to kill this one, that's for sure. What's happening to me? You know, don't you? No, I don't. That's why I wanted to learn about you. My hand feels so hot, it's... like it's about to burn up. Like I'm holding fire. And that fire went straight through this accident to your friends. The axe? The axe? It, it must be a conduit. You don't know what you're talking about. Schilling said something about a cloth. Your father's bandana. Put it down, Daniel. My blood. Is that the conduit? 
your blood. You are nothing but a filthy human. A sacred conduit could never come from your veins. So tell me. You had your chance to talk. I'm leaving, and I'm taking her with me. Like hell you are. Get out of my way! I- He's all yours, Daniel. No. Stay back. Stay back! I can't see Schilling out there anywhere. He must have shot through. Yeah, I guess he was the smart one. Are you okay? Me? Oh, I'm doing... great. I'm, uh... so sorry about Jenny. I can't imagine what you're thinking right now. I knew she couldn't have made it. I figured that out weeks ago. Doesn't make it any easier. I've shed plenty of tears since I came to that realization. Now I just... Do you think she would have suffered? I don't know, Amber. I hope not, but... I'd be lying if I told you I knew for sure. That's okay. At least now I can find closure, I guess. And solace, too. I helped bring that motherfucker Pete to justice. You never gave up on her. I'm sure that wherever she is, she must be grateful to you. I hope so. Here, let me put this axe down and I'll take a look at that wound of yours. Hey, don't... don't leave that thing too far out of reach. You might need it again. It's right here. I've got it. Now, let's just pull this back. Shit, Amber. What did they do to you? I don't think it's that bad. Are these bite marks? Uh-huh. Yep. It took turns at biting and sucking me all over the shoulder and uh, yeah, the base of my neck. It was disgusting. I feel... God, I feel violated. Does it hurt? It did before, but it's not... It's not so bad now. I guess it's easing off. What do you think they were doing? You know how you go to ice cream shops and they let you try different flavors on those little, um, sticks? Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. They were sampling you? That's disgusting. They'd have done a lot worse than that if you hadn't showed up with that little magic trick. How did you figure it out? Figure what out? How to create a conduit. I had no idea I could do it until it happened. Wait a second. You came out here to take on this pack of ghouls without any kind of plan. I guess. Why would you do that? Because I couldn't leave you here. Come here. Pete was right about that, at least. I couldn't walk away. Not from you. You shouldn't have risked yourself like that. 
You'd have done the same for me, right? <laughs> you bet. It's just lucky the whole conduit thing worked out. So, what is the conduit? The axe? I'm not sure I, I can make sense of it yet. Pete said it wasn't the axe. Pete was a lying sack of shit. The power didn't feel like it was coming from the axe. It came from my hand. From that cut? Yeah. So, is it... Is it your blood? I think it's the bandana. What's so special about that? The book said their power is their weakness. It doesn't fit. My dad was wearing this bandana the night he died, when he fought the shadow. What if something happened to it? Maybe it absorbed the shadow's power somehow. There were uh, glowing spots on it right before you started turning those bastards to dust. Could that have been droplets of something? Um, Blood. What if my dad hurt the shadow somehow, spilled its blood on the bandana? Yeah. Yeah, that could be it. If their power comes from their blood, maybe it can be used against them too. Yeah, I just... I don't have the answers yet. And I'm not sure we're going to get them tonight. Well, these piles of ash sure aren't going to give us any. Even when they were alive before you got here. The shadows were just talking in riddles. I, I couldn't make sense of it. Tell me everything. That's going to take a while. Okay, at least tell me how you ended up here. Last time I saw you was back at Simpkins' place. Oh, well, um, Pete showed up at Misty Pines and told me you'd visited him out at the lake house, said that you had something important to tell me and that we all needed to get together to discuss it. I thought it must have been something to do with the cops, or, or maybe you'd figured out who the shadow was. I... I don't know. I guess I just... walked right into that one. There's no way you could have figured it out. I spent a whole couple of days with Pete and had no idea he was the one. Like you said, they're deceivers. That's what they do. So, uh... I guess you believe me about the shadows now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially now that I've seen them with my own two eyes. You were right about them, ugly black-eyed fuckers. Black eyes? Wait, you could see that? Yeah. Black eyes, scaly skin, black soot running down their cheeks. Is that what you see? Wait, I've never described the soot to you before. You don't need to. I saw it myself, right in this room. You could see under their human skin? How? I... I don't know, exactly. When did you see them transform? Um, uh, they looked like normal people when Pete brought me in through the door. At that point, I thought they were just friends of his staying at the cabin. Everything changed when... Wait. I think it was right after they started... Biting me. Holy shit. It all makes sense. What does? The first time I ever saw a shadow was the night of the Prowler attack. I thought it scratched me on the leg, but... It must have bitten me. So... After they bite you, that's when you can see them? It has to be. I... <sighs> Amber, I'm so sorry. You have it too now. This curse. I don't know what to say. 
Hey, look on the bright side. You're not alone anymore. Yeah, hell of a price to pay. <laughs> Here, help me out. You good? <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> look at this place. There's practically no evidence they were ever here except, well, these piles of ash. Not enough to prove our story, is it? <laughs> Not even close. In that case, we should clear out before someone shows up and starts asking questions. Like Barnes? Yeah, like Barnes. Do me a favor, check those drawers over there real quick. I'll take a look in here. What are we looking for? Any information on the shadows. Maybe Pete gets some... I don't know. Books or something? Evidence? I doubt we'd be that lucky, but it can't hurt to look. Well, hang on while I check over here. Check underneath the desk while you're at it. God, I still have so many questions about them. So, so many things I don't understand. We're going to find the answers. I promise. Oh, where's the compendium? Hmm? Oh, I've got it here in my bag. Good. We'll need it. I think we're wasting our time, Daniel. There's nothing here. Right, let's get moving. Are you okay to carry your bag? Got it. Don't forget your axe. No chance. Outside, the moonlight still glimmers in the lake. But now the air is so crisp and fresh that it's almost intoxicating. It's as if reducing those shadows to ashes somehow cleansed and purified the wilderness for miles around. So, where to? Can't stay in Colton with the cops on our back. I heard Clifford Springs is nice this time of year. Maybe I should see the doctor there about my shoulder. Way ahead of you. Is there still room on the back of this thing for me? Are you kidding? Move that axe aside. There, on the storage rack. That's it. Now climb on. There you go. Comfy? Yeah, I'm comfy. Amber puts her arms around me and holds on tight. I savor her warmth, the closeness of her. The feeling of her breath on my neck. I think about all the towns I've been through, all the monsters I've left in my wake. And for the first time I understand where I'm headed. I know where this road is going to take me. And I know that I don't need to run anymore. I don't need to run ever again. Hey listeners, this is Mark R. Healy, here to let you know that you've reached the end of The Road of Shadows Season 1. Hope you enjoyed coming along for the ride with Daniel, Amber, and the rest of the crew. 
The Road of Shadows has been a labour of love over a few years now, actually. I first came up with the concept and wrote the treatment back in April of 2020. I really wanted to push forward and write a full script and get into production, but it just so happened that I was writing several other stories at the time. Those stories would end up coalescing into a single project called The Strata, and that one kind of took over my life for a while. But I kept working on Shadows in my spare time, and I'm glad I could finally bring it to you all this time later. I do have a lot more planned for The Road of Shadows. In fact, I've written scripts for several more seasons, and in upcoming episodes, it's going to be a lot of fun as we delve into the lore surrounding the Shadows, and as Daniel and Amber come to grips with their place within that lore. I'm currently self-funding multiple full cast audio dramas and that means I have to be careful not to let expenses get out of control. Hopefully it won't be too long until you hear season two. If you had fun with The Road of Shadows, feel free to let me know. You can reach me at beyondthedarkpodcast at gmail.com or over at patreon.com slash beyondthedark. I'd love to know what you thought and don't forget there's lots of extra content over at Patreon. Your support will help me to make sure season two becomes a reality. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. If you love actual plays D&D, Hades, or Greek mythology and improv, be sure to check out Rogue Runners Volume 1 in the Blood to follow the adventures of Alexander the Great, King of Macedon, and Drunk Paladin. Oh, sorry. I guess now I'm Alexander the Grump. Rolf. Part-time sorcerer, full-time boomer. Is it a sex thing? It was a sex thing! Arete, stealthy rogue and even thirstier mobster. Mm, have you bathed and brought to my tent? And Annie, legendary bard and chocolate milk fanatic. Together, these four wretched shades will battle their way out of hell for another chance at life, with a little help and hindrance from gods and monsters alike. Word of advice when you're opening up these things, you're supposed to say, Olympus, I accept this message, in some really serious voice. Take your place among the living again. Your tactics are adept, if too elegant for my tastes. My dear, saying no is never a crime. You hit like a philistine. You're not getting out of here alive, wretches. A pinky promise? A double pinky promise. When you die, you'll have to tell me all about it. Rogue Runners, an actual play audio drama made during the pandemic, all while maintaining proper social distancing. And I'll follow at a six-foot distance. How about a five-foot distance for D&D purposes? Sure. (laughs) Okay. Ah!